0: I'm Dr. Orion Terriban, and this is Psych Better Living Through Psychology. And the topic of today's short talk is Persona 5 and Confidants. So this is another dive into pop psychology, again with the fantastic RPG Persona 5. This game does so many things right. And in this episode, I'd, I'd like to talk about how the game functionally lays down a blueprint on how to make friends. And this is something that I talk to my clients about every single week. The fact of the matter is that the older you get, on some level, the harder it becomes to make new friends. It's not like high school or college when people are just hanging out and you can make spontaneous plans. In adulthood, people have jobs, people have families and relationships. They're a bit more wary of folks, and in many cases, they already have friends and family. So they're often not in the market to form new friendships, which, as we'll see, can be time and energy consuming. So it's hard to make new friends as an adult. But Persona 5 lays out a pretty solid template for how to do so. First of all, it's important to understand that to make a friend, you have to spend time with them. And in the game, as in life, time is the most precious resource you have. Obviously, if you spend time with one person, the opportunity cost is that you don't get a chance to spend that time with anyone else which means that you deepen relationships to a certain extent at the expense of all other relationships you have or might have. So you have to spend time with people. And this time will generally be spread out over months, if not years. It's really not possible to become close friends with someone in less time. So pace yourself for the long haul. Now, just like in the game, everyone starts as an acquaintance classmate, a person in your community, a chance encounter, etc. And you begin the path toward friendship when you take the first step to invite an acquaintance to a one-on-one interaction. That's the first step. And usually that interaction revolves around an activity. Like with Ryuji, it's training. You run or go to the gym. With Yusuke, it's art. You go to a museum or to an inspirational location. So that's another thing to keep in mind. You can't expect every acquaintance to enjoy every activity. In the beginning, the burgeoning friendship is based around a shared interest, and this becomes the common ground on which your relationship is based. This means that you have to pay attention to the interests, temperament, and personality of the people you're dealing with in order to propose activities that might resonate with them. And these factors are represented in the game by the arcana associated with each character, which is a principle from the tarot which reveals, let's say, their essential nature. So you need to spend time with people, one on one, in an activity that reflects a shared interest. When this happens, you tend to get somewhat stereotyped, compartmentalized relationships. This is my gym buddy, this is my museum buddy, etc. This isn't necessarily a problem, however as this might be considered a necessary phase toward deepening a friendship. So how does that occur? Basically, stereotyped relationships are deepened by means of a gradual process of mutual revelation. In the first few interactions with someone, you're both mostly going to be talking about whatever you're there to do —lifting techniques, artistic principles, etc. But then, over time, personal details begin to emerge. People start to talk about things beyond the present activity, things that are going on at home in their personal lives or things that happened in their past. And this is a key moment, as it's basically a tentative invitation to greater intimacy. And you can initiate this as well. You don't simply have to wait for the other person to do it. The crux of the matter is to determine whether the intimacy is reciprocated in kind. For instance, if the other person makes a self-disclosure and you don't mirror this behavior with an appropriate self-disclosure of your own, the relationship is unlikely to progress. However, if you match a self-disclosure with an appropriate self-disclosure, that is, a self-disclosure about the same topic on the same level of intimacy, your relationship will deepen. The path toward friendship is a sort of dance in which the steps are the matched reciprocity of self-disclosure. And the last point I want to make is that one of the best ways to accelerate the process of intimacy in a relationship is to overcome a challenge together. This is symbolized in the game by the fact that you generally have to accompany each of your confidants through a personal difficulty. There is a suffering to pass through or a crisis to resolve. And it's important to understand that you don't actually have to eliminate the suffering or mitigate the crisis. Either is really the other person's responsibility. Rather, You simply accompany the person through their hardship with your steadfast presence. This is sufficient, as it's actually quite a lot. So an accelerant in intimacy is assuming shared hardship. Something to keep in mind. Thanks for listening. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify, please like, rate, and review this episode. And if you're watching on YouTube, please drop a comment below. Finally, if you'd like to schedule a consultation, you can reach me at psychhackspodcast at gmail.com. Talk to you soon.